Welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We're both real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's get grimy. Let's do it. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) How was your week? My week's been good. I don't know. I'm pretty sleepy. I had a weird nap dream I told you about before we started recording, which yeah, was it's, horrifying, uh, and I will not recount it. I would say it is NC-17. <laughs> oh, definitely. Like, I think on a scale of, like, 1 to 10, 10 being nightmarish, I would give it a 7. Yeah. And yeah. on the scale of obsessed with Zelda, it's a 1,000 because you had to dream about a video game again. That's all you think and talk about. I don't know why you gotta put me on black like this. <laughs> I I think I think we all do to a certain extent. So, so I mean, I know you dream about Zoo Tycoon and freaking so. what's that? What's that game with the little cats and bears? Oh, Connectimals! Get out of here! Connectimals, yes. And Bioshock, you freak. <laughs> of course I do. Of course I do. Of course I do. See, I know we're on the same boat. Flora, how was your week? It was okay. I met, um, I met with my realtor because I had to sell my house, and yeah. she came over and like we're taking pictures of the house on Monday. Like a professional photographer's coming, mm-hmm. and so she just like wanted to walk through and make sure I didn't, I don't know, have like crack on the counter or something. I don't know. She just wanted right, to make sure right. nothing that was on my walls was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and she like saw my like I have a lot of liquor. If you're a zookeeper, you just have a lot of liquor. So yeah. my little bar is, like, completely overflowingly stocked. And I was like, should I take some of these? She's like, maybe just a couple. <laughs> take a couple <laughs> down. And then... Maybe, maybe clear out just a few. And then, you know this, but in my bedroom, I have this painting yes. by an artist named Mark Ryden. And it is called Medium Yams, if anyone would like to Google it. And <laughs> you should. <laughs> you should. It is just a small yeti like man gremlin man i don't know he's like a little dark yeti and he Mm -hmm. is holding a tray of medium like three medium yams to this young like royal looking girl and she just is not having it um and so i was like i probably like this one probably needs to be down right and i was just expecting her to be like what the fuck but she was like i love this Yes. She was like, this is amazing. She was like, I love weird stuff, and this is just right up my alley. I love weird shit. Oh, I was like, you guys oh. are vibing. I love my realtor so much. She's so nice. Yes. But well, yeah, she was like, but yeah, great. take it down. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can't get enough of it, but please hide it under your bed. Please get it out of here. But no, she was. She liked the rest of my artwork and stuff, which is good, because I was worried, because we're weird, but I th- I'm mm-hmm. like tastefully weird, so there's, you know, good things. Yeah. And by tastefully, I mean that's subjective, but I agree. Mm-hmm. I love our artwork. Mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of people um, are horrified by it. True. But to each their own. We all got our own likes and dislikes. We all yeah. think about our own video games. It happens. Yeah. This is a shout out to Mark Ryden, a famous artist. Please oh my God. Sponsor, sponsor us. us. Please. <laughs> if you could do a portrait of us, I'd scream. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Well, number one, he already did. It's medium yams. We're both that yeti in the corner. Yeah, yeah, holding yeah, yeah. For sure, for medium sure. Medium yams. But, oh my god. Can't, yeah, neither one of us are the normal porcelain doll girl. <laughs> We're no, both no, just no, no, the, no, like, no. goblin boy. 
you're the goblin boy and I'm one of the yams. <laughs> oh, sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I'm always supporting you and you're always just like medium on size. a plate. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, geez. What are we All right, folks. <clears throat> yeah, this week it was another poll from our patrons. I don't know why I say that uh, like as a new thing because that's the way it's going to be from now on. Forever. Yeah. Um, but our patrons picked it this week. We gave them choice of three different types of classifications of animals, and they chose reptiles. So, this week, we're learning about the desert tortoise. Desert tortoise. Yep. Oh, D- so good. Detort. The detort. Detort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get hyped. Get hyped. I'm the hype uh, man for the desert tortoise, always. Cool. So, Flora, um, why don't you just tell me everything you know about them off the top of your head. Go. They are a tortoise. They mm-hmm. live in the desert. They mm-hmm. have four legs. They're a reptile. They have two eyes. And they have, like, a little yep. beaky thing. And they're an herbivore. And they go really slow, but they can go also fast. And they can't mm-hmm. swim. And, and, uh, that's all I know. <laughs> that's good. That's pretty good. That's a lot more than a lot of people know. So, well done. Um, yeah. We're going to kind of dive into each of those things. But you did great. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. You're a detour queen. Oh, oh my God. I love that. <laughs> it's really good, right? <laughs> New hashtag. Hashtag <laughs> detour queens. Uh, so desert tortoises are uh, within the class reptilia. They are reptiles. Yay. And um, they have a bunch of other things in between that, which are hard to pronounce. I think you guys are aware of this by now. Flora and I are linguistic. Ling- linguistically <laughs> challenged. Yep, there I it think is. that was probably the best representation of that I could have done. And I will never Google how to pronounce something. I'm above that. True. I just sounded out on air. Yep. Oof. And then Yikes. I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I it's bad. It out. <laughs> <laughs> I will never Google it, but I will cover up my mistakes <laughs> by any means necessary. Yes. So these guys are uh, within the genus Gopherus. So if you guys have heard of the gopher tortoise, this is a I type have. of gopher tortoise. Oh. Yeah, it's a specific species of gopher tortoise. So the desert tortoise in particular is sort of narrowed down to two different species. So there's the gopherus, what is it, agazi, I think, Agaz, agazizi, I think is how you say it. I don't know. I'm so sorry. And then the gopherus morafkai. Ooh. I know. So they sound exotic and cool because they are. They are exotic and cool. These guys are native to... Um, the desert. Yeah, the desert, pretty much. It's the desert in southwestern United States and in northwestern Mexico. So Ooh. they're kind of in that, like, super deserty region. I mean, they're like... We're going to get into their adaptations later, but just know these guys are dusty. They dusty? real dusty. Boys. couple they're of dusty boys. Cowboys. Oh, you know what? The original... Buckaroo. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> the original Western man. The original John Wayne. Gacy. Is that that? <gasps> How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> because In my a... head, I was like, if I say this, Flora is going to say Gacy, and then <laughs> all hell will break loose. And then you did. It was a prophecy fulfilled. I am predictable. <laughs> Don't bring him into this. He's always in everything. It's so true. Anywho... <laughs> Um, I digress. So, I digress, exactly. So the desert tortoise, just like a lot of tortoises and turtles, they live a pretty long time. Desert tortoises live anywhere between 50 to 80 years. Wow. And because of that, they tend to grow 
pretty slowly, as yeah. well as have a very, very slow reproductive rate. So I think I read somewhere there, they don't re- reach sexual maturity until 15 to 20 years of age, oh. which like, yeah, that's cool. I like All it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> very, very like mature. Not these like freaking African ground squirrels that are mating <gasps> in day two of Yuck. life. So they also spend the majority of their time in burrows. They actually actively burrow, which we'll get into when we talk about their appearance. Uh. But uh, they spend a lot of their time in burrows and rock shelters in order to stay cool. Because remember, they're in the deserts. So they got to figure out a right. way to like regulate their body temperature. They don't want to And this cook. is one of the ways that they do it. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> roast in that shell. Because I feel like he's almost to full Instapot. Like he just has to find a way to like close his shell yes. and then he can just Instapot his insides. Yeah, yeah. Put some rice in there and steam it up. You'd have meals great. for week. Meal prep. Meal prep. Calls <laughs> for meal prep. one detort. <laughs> <laughs> one detort. One cup of rice. One desert. Y'all set. There you go. The weight of the desert tortoise is anywhere between 8 to 15 pounds. And uh, the height is, and actually I read this wrong the first time, the height is between 4 and 6 inches. I read 4 and 6 feet and I was Nightmare. obviously horrified. Yeah, Nightmare. Was, Whoa, crap. And then the length is anywhere between 9 to 15 inches. So if that gives you an idea. They're not huge, but they're also not tiny. They're like yeah. moderately sized. They're like a little that's briefcase. A, that's a good, yeah, that's a good tortoise. Yeah, it is truly an Instapot, right? It, it, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is like the size of my Instapot for sure. And it, I feel like it gives off the same like vibe as well, like the same energy from an I'm wondering I if, get from a tortoise as well. Yeah, I wonder if they designed it after the desert tortoise, now that I'm looking at it. it I see Ooh. a lot of similarities. Oh, yeah. Like, it has Agreed. four legs. The scales. And, like, a tail. The beak. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Interesting. Like, hmm. Eyes. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two of them. I did actually. get my Instapot from John Wayne Gacy, so I might have a different model. That so seems like that. a poor choice. <laughs> It's like a bad transaction. I got it for cheap. Yeah, but they're not that expensive to begin with. He said it was one of a kind. He lied. <laughs> <laughs> there are many on the market these days. Hey, Instapot, you're looking for a sponsor. Look no further. You found them. Wink. Wink. Okay, I want to talk to you a little bit, Flora, about a couple of things that are important to understand when we're talking about tortoises first mm-hmm. off do you know how to tell the difference between a turtle and a tortoise i think i do okay why don't you take a shot at it okay i feel like tortoises are more tall like they can stand up on their little hands and okay like, turtles are always flat and they have like webbed feeties and i don't think tortoises have webbed feeties yeah yeah you're correct yeah yes. tortoises have like actual little toes like little like nail toes whereas turtles do have the webbed feeties and actually what I was kind of going for but what you already sort of touched on is that it has a lot to do with their habitat as well Mm. specifically they are both reptiles and they are both part of the same order but they're in different classification families the major oh my god I am (laughs) struggling the major difference between a tortoise and a turtle is uh, again with their habitat so tortoises for the most part, dwell on land, while turtles, for the most part, live in the water, mm. some or all of the time. Okay. Uh, it also brings into question the term terrapin, which I think you've heard yes. of, but maybe other people haven't. Terrapin is a word that's sometimes used for turtles, but 
majority of people agree that terrapins are most are semi-aquatic, whereas turtles are almost fully aquatic, or they spend the majority of their time. Terrapins are kind of the in-between between, like, a turtle and a tortoise. Oh. And they tend to live in, quote-unquote, brackish waters or swampy regions. Oh. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. It's kind of like a continuum. But it's important yeah. to remember that. So uh, the thing that we kind of always talk to people about is that uh, all turtles are tortoises, but not all tortoises are turtles. Holy Break, do that again. So, all turtles are tortoises. Okay. But not all tortoises are turtles. Okay. Uh. I think that's the way it goes. I'm hoping so because I, I kind of said, said it, it with twice. a lot of confidence. Yeah, and you said it twice. Yeah, and I said it twice. <laughs> so, if anyone out there wants to correct me, feel tortoise free. Bite. Yeah, tor- seriously? At tortoise bite. <laughs> At tortoise bite. We know it was you that voted on this. I'm pretty sure it was you. Our number one Twitter tortoise fan. <laughs> They're the best. I love everything about Um, them. But seriously, let me know. If I'm wrong, let me know. But I think that's what it is. And maybe that's just like an old wives' tale, too. Why would they... It's just so confusing that they're both (laughs) T-words. Yeah, and they're kind of like a mix of vowels, too. Like, you can't really say them too quickly when you're saying them one after the other. You end up saying, like, (laughs) toidle. You do. You toidle. Yeah. And then I want to... Go ahead. Um... I'm just, like, thinking of turtles in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is unrelated to the desert tortoise entirely. But you and I were, like, on vacation somewhere. And we were visiting a zoo. And they had an exhibit where it was just a bunch of little baby turtles. And I think we stood in front of that exhibit for, like, 45 minutes. Yeah, definitely. Do you remember that? I do. I think there were probably, like, 30 of them. And they were the size of, like, a dinner roll. Yes. And um, they're all just, like, scooting about and, like, swimming and, like, nomming on each other well and, and there was like that one each other off log yes there was that one big log and every like minute one of them would be like no and just like shove the other one off and then like yeah, a new guy like, would like crawl ninja up kicked them. Mm-hmm. there was so much drama in that turtle exhibit yes. i loved it it was a soap opera i loved it i don't think people usually like go to exhibits where there's turtles and tortoises and really observe them because they usually are slower and so they're like oh there's nothing mm-hmm. to see but yeah super interesting they are interesting. Yeah, I love um, herpetology exhibits. I think they're so interesting. And they're always so amazing. Like, the habitats themselves oh are so God. cool. They're always, like, well-designed, have a bunch of cool foliage yes. and, like, landscapes and stuff. I feel like they don't get nearly enough credit. No. Yeah, everyone I always looks like, for the mammals. Throw but... a fucking bird in the pool, and I'm like, done. And they're like, oh, I handcrafted this rock, and it has, like, this fucking living plant mossy ball that like yes. floats on the water and there's like a sprinkler misting system. I'm like, what? Yes. What? There's like a UV light and the uh, rock is heated uh, and you know, whatever. It, yeah, it's amazing. Blizzard. So anyways, shout out to Herp Keepers everywhere. You guys rock. Woo. The other thing I want to talk about with tortoises and turtles is about their shell. There's a lot of common misconceptions mm. on, and I guess misunderstandings too, about exactly how sensitive a turtle or tortoise's shell is. Yeah. And so we wanted to clear that up because it's something that we see a lot, unfortunately, in like the news and in viral videos and stuff is people mm-hmm. messing with these animals. So let's clear it up once and for all. Their shell is extremely sensitive. Uh, <laughs> it's actually part of their body. I think we talked about this in Cuttlefish, um, but mm. that was kind of a that was kind of a prophetic moment that we had in that last episode. Yeah, but that's weird. yeah, their shell is part of their body. So it's kind of an extension of their rib cage. And because of that, they're extremely sensitive to touch. Yeah. 
despite popular belief, they can actually feel even the slightest touch to their skin and their shell. Mm. Uh, yeah, and so I think a while ago it was thought that the, um, the back of their shell was void of any nerve endings, uh, oh. but that's not the case. And because of that, because a lot of people thought that there were people like that would ride them or like oh knock God. on them or, you know, like shoot them or drill holes in them or Great. tether them and like stuff like that. And like all God. of that was horrific because it's literally part of their body. Um, and it's very, I very sensitive. I think if my rib was on the outside and you booped it, I would for sure feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Don't touch my ribs, John Wayne hey. Gacy. Hey, John Wayne Gacy, can you take a hand off my ribs? Thanks. Can you learn some manners? Some manners. Me and this tortoise did not give you consent. Mm -mm, Not at all. Grief. Good grief. The shell. The shell is made up of two different halves. Uh, So the outer half, or the upper half, kind of the big dome on top, is the one that everyone kind of messes with. But there's an underside as well. The top part is known as the carapace. And the bottom part is known as the plastron. And then if you look on the side of a turtle or tortoise, both of those parts, the top and bottom, are fused by an area that's usually called the bridge. So all of that is part of their body. Like, they're they're literally, like, wired in there. That's yeah. part of them. And the shell itself is made up of a bunch of small bones, which are covered in separate pieces of keratin called scutes, I think is what they're called. Yeah. Um, it's S-C-U-T-E-S. So while a tortoise grows there's actually the keratin builds up underneath the existing layers. And so that will cause quote unquote growth rings. However, it is important to know that this isn't like a tree ring where you can kind of like date the, how old the tree is or whatever by looking at the number of rings. Okay. The growth rings are not really indicative of age. They're indicative of growth spurts that the tortoise had, which a lot of times are like close to age, but isn't the same. And it's particularly... Depends on, like, nutrients availability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's particular to the amount of vegetation and, like, the health of the habitat the tortoise is in as far as how many growth spurts it has. So if you're in, like, a very underdeveloped area and there's not a lot of food to eat and whatever, it's difficult life. The tortoise is not going to have as many growth rings because they haven't gone through as many growth spurts growing and stuff like that. Whereas on the flip side, if you're in a super lush vegetative area, they're likely to have more growth rings. Mm-hmm. Little little bit of interesting fun fact there. And actually, like, the scoots themselves in the carapace are split into, from what I found, five different categories. And the plastron scoots are also separately categorized. Like, there's, like, a bunch wow. of, like, breakdowns of that. So you can kind of just, like, go buck wild if you're interested in learning more about that. And then the uh, – it says that – and this is just not – necessarily specific to desert tortoises but tortoises in general Mm -hmm. some of them have a flexible hinge on their plastron which is that bottom plate which they can use for protection from predators and they can actually sort of clamp like shut their carapace and plastron shut totally close it yeah and then they suck all their soft bits in and clamp it shut so that's like the predator's not going to be able to get into them whatsoever it's like getting into a rock and then uh some females will also have kind of a flexible one that they can that aids them in uh, when they're laying their eggs. Mm, that egg helps flat. like move stuff around in that regard. I mm-hmm. can relate. Can you? Your egg flap? You can relate to the egg flap. Yeah. Cool. Same. <laughs> cool. You know what? Same. Glad we had this moment. <laughs> it, was, it was good. That's a question we get a lot from guests, and it's 
something that I think is one of those like quick facts that a lot of times kids really latch onto as well Mm because it's something easy for them to learn and then they like have a cool interesting unique fact about an animal that they can like take out into the world and that's always a fun moment and a lot of times too uh, animals like a desert tortoise or like smaller reptiles are really great for education animals and so a lot of times that's the first animal that like you know a young person might even physically encounter in their life and have a chance to learn about so they're really important uh, animal to know and that's the good thing is that we know a lot about them so it's a really kind of quick easy entry into like the animal world and learning about them which is great and a lot of times they're used as education and ambassador animals because of that mm-hmm. let's get to bone town tortoises the, the desert tortoises uh have a specific mating season and it's specifically in the months of august to october okay. which is right now which is sexy. oh whoa i know isn't that cute it's sexy september Oh, it is. And it's about to be. Oh. Orgasm October. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. The incubation period for a desert tortoise is anywhere between 90 to 120 days. Okay. And then they lay eggs. So they're obviously different than mammals. It's not an internal growth. They actually lay eggs and then Mm. the babies hatch out of the eggs. And it's pretty cool. They can lay anywhere between... One to 14 eggs. So it just kind of depends on, again, <laughs> the, like, habitat that they live in and the health of the female and stuff Aww, like that. What if she, like, goes and she, like, does her little thing and she's like, I'm going to lay my eggs now. And then she just, like, farts out one and she's like, that was it. <laughs> like, it's the I best made egg. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's <that is> cute. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about the size of the de- desert tortoise, but, like, what do they look like, right? So the yes. habitat they live in is very dusty a desert arid habitat Mm -hmm. and that means that they have coloration to reflect that so they tend to be kind of a tan to brown color Mm -hmm. in adults and younger adults and then they also um, have a very kind of scaled texture to their actual skin so the shell itself is really really hard like a rock like we talked about Mm -hmm. still very sensitive but the skin is actually skin and it's kind of so it has rough (laughs) kind of scales like I said but it's yeah so there's there's skin is actually skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Whoa. Yeah, I know. It's surprising, right? Their Whoa. skin is skin. Whoa! You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> the thing that I always equate it to, though, when you feel a tortoise skin is it kind of feels like tree bark a little bit. Because mm. it has enough give to not be, like, a rough rock, but it's also... I think of, like, you know, old people and how sometimes they're, like, that skin under their neck, like, folds into, like, a like the sides fold in and it's like this weird like waddle with like a thing in the middle uh-huh. like if you've ever touched like a an old person's neck that's what <laughs> that's what i think about weird that's not what i thought about it i was talking about the texture <laughs> of their skin but you were clearly thinking about something else entirely <laughs> i don't know we had no dobra tortoise and he like his he was old he was like 100 years old and his skin was like flappy like that like it was really loose oh. you could like well yeah their neck skin but like the rest of them okay like i'm thinking about yeah, their yeah, like yeah. arms you know okay yeah i was thinking more of like his neck he's got like a waddle thing oh yeah definitely like a turkey neck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a human yes, agreed turkey neck. like a human turkey <laughs> turkey neck yeah uh, this horrible creature that just like walked its way <laughs> into our lives Oh, God. Halloween is getting close, guys. <laughs> Watch out. It's coming up behind you. <laughs> oh, no. 
They do have very powerful limbs, like I said, and those aid in them digging burrows, and particularly the front limbs sort of angle inwards, which is really cute. If you've ever seen a tortoise walk, it's super cute because they're sort of oh. like, like their front nails don't really like face forward. They kind of face inward, like a little bit pigeon toed in that regard because it helps them dig. But when they walk, they're sort of just like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> it's really cute. Does she lay? Um, her, does she like dig and like lay her eggs in a hole too? Is that what yes. they do? Yes. As far as I'm aware, yes. Again, tortoise bite, if this is wrong, let us know. <laughs> tortoise bite, help us. Help us. We should have just called tortoise bite. Hey, we yeah. can do this desert tortoise episode. Yeah. But the shell itself is a good deterrent, obviously, to predators. The scales are, too. The scales on their skin are hard to get through, so it, you know, it can be tough for predators to get through as well. But they do have a really cool adaptation with predation, not just in that they can like close their shell, but they also... To be able to do that, they have a really strong uh, series of muscles all over their necks and arms and necks, their neck and arms <laughs> and like legs and tail. And because those muscles are so strong and they are really, really flexible too, that's what allows them to pull their whole body in. Because if you remember, mm-hmm. like their muscles connect to ta- like specifically and directly to their shell, the plastron and the carapace. So right. they're kind of limited in that range of motion. It's not just like if you were to take the shell off a turtle you, or a tortoise, you would have this, like, little fleshy boy. No. No, that's part of its body. So you would it's have interesting. inside a fleshy boy. <laughs> yeah, you would have a dead fleshy boy and, and bits <laughs> hanging out. Um, but it's a cool adaptation because it, if you think about it, like, that's pretty nuts that they can kind of, like, almost invert their body in order to be able to do that. So yeah. that's another way that they kind of duck down. And I'm sure anyone who's ever been around a turtle or tortoise has seen that. If they see a threat, they kind of duck and, like, mm-hmm. shoot their stuff inside, which is the most relatable thing mm-hmm. in the entire mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. The diet of the desert tortoise does depend on its location, just like with a lot of animals, but they uh, also it also depends on the amount of rainfall in the area. So if they're in an area that doesn't have a lot of rainfall, they're not going to be nearly as picky as what they, with what they eat. Right. Um, whereas those guys that are living the lush green life are like, only the finest, please. There's a picture <laughs> of one on Google of him eating a yellow flower, and it's really cute. He's like, oh, <clears throat> that is cute. Yes, these guys are herbivores, so they eat a variety of vegetation, including wildflowers, grasses, perennial growth, selected shrubs, cacti, and their flowers. This is really cute. Eat a cactus. Oh, I literally, as you said that, clicked a photo of one just like nomming this cactus. Holy yes. shit. Yes. And um, kind of going off that too. So these guys, again, their neck can kind of extend out because of right. those strong muscles. And so they literally just do like the cutest, most aggressive like chomp. They're just like, <clears throat> and yeah. then they chomp their stuff and it's really cute. But they do have a really, really strong jaw as well. Their jaw muscles are very strong, just like their neck muscles. And I think anyone who's ever been bit by a turtle or tortoise can agree yeah like, but they don't have teeth right they do not have teeth they just kind of have like a razor sharp kind of beak and they have like a lot of all the ones that i've ever seen eat they're super saliva-y oh don't yeah know why but i feel like they're just <laughs> super spitty they're just gooey is that is that a thing <laughs> i don't know i mean we all got our own ways of eating <laughs> but i love videos where they like here's a watermelon and then this, yes. like, giant Aldarba tortoise is just like, nyah, nyah. I just love seeing them eating things bigger than their head. Yeah, it's really, really cute. Because uh, they just kind of, like, go at it. They, It's, like, no holds barred. No. Like, I'm going to eat that. And There's I'm going to no do it. No and shame. I'm going to put it on my face, and I don't even care. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, but just so you know, if you ever come across one, 
don't do anything to it, but especially just know that it's going to bite the shit out of you. It's going to really hurt. (laughs) So we already talked about where they're from, and because it's a desert region, they have a number of adaptations. So the burrowing in the ground is one of them. If it gets too hot, they're going to want to burrow in order to get out of the direct heat and into the cooler regions of the ground. But just like a lot of reptiles, they regulate, well, all reptiles, they regulate their body temperature. Right. And they can do this in a number of ways. Um, The tortoises can reduce their water loss um, depending on the seasonal rains that are coming through the area as well. So they kind of do it on a bunch of different fronts. But it's said that when uh, they're most active after seasonal rains and then the rest of the year, they're pretty much inactive. So the inactivity is what's going to help them reduce water loss during the hot periods. Wow. And then, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then... The desert tortoises are specifically adapted to a desert environment because they can actually tolerate, it says, water, salt, and energy imbalances on a daily basis. And that's mm. one of the reasons that they live so long is they're able to actually, like, put up with that. So it's not mm-hmm. a huge fluctuation in what they're getting. And they can kind of, like, maintain an even, uh, I don't know, life. <laughs> Who knows? Right. What am I trying to say? Like, everything, there's not, like, huge peaks and stuff. It's kind right. of just, like. because they're just ready for anything. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty cool. They have a number of again, really cool adaptations in order to help them live in that environment, which I'm always blown away by. Any animal I learn about, learning about their adaptations just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. I think it's so cool. Do they, um, they don't take care of their babies, right? Like, the babies are born and they're like, peace. I think they... Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I couldn't really find anything about that, actually. Which probably means they're just like, peace. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, they come out like a fully formed tortoise. Like, it's not like it has to, like, grow a shell and it's just like a slug. Uh This is actually interesting because I'm, I was just double checking a couple of my things. So I don't know previously when we were talking about reproduction, if I said the gestation or the incubation period was 90 to 20 days, but the incubation period is 90 to 120 days. The gestation period is a lot longer. The gestation period is 10 to 12 months. Wow. Yeah. So that's nuts. But they, I mean, they have to have some sort of parental investment if the female is going to incubate them. Right. Or at least, like, dig a hole to put them in, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really find much about that. If anyone knows, let us know. I but... do see a picture of a baby in a hole, so I think that's a thing. <laughs> put that baby in a hole. Uh-oh. That's an baby old aardvark hole, hole, and they're just seeing how many tortoises <laughs> they can fit inside of it. Baby desert tortoise. Cute. I'm a buff baby that can dance like a man. (laughs) Yes, he is the shape of a tortoise in that. (laughs) This is interesting. It says that uh, in addition to digging their underground burrows, which can get upwards of 32 feet in length, they can also dig grooves into the ground surface so that when it rains, they're catching rainwater, making themselves like a little bowl. What the After the storm, yeah, they return to the bowl and it says they can slurp up the water. (laughs) What is this like post-apocalyptic Walking Dead bullshit? They make I mean, they a got hole figured out though. Water, that's insane. Yeah, that's so. And smart. it says that it says that one of their abilities to adapt in the the uh, desert includes the the fact that they can go up to a year without requiring fresh water. Dear God. Yeah, it says that it stores the water it has consumed in the past year in its bladder, and then can later choose to absorb the liquid when it needs to hydrate. So it's got its own little, like, camelback. Whoa. Yeah. How long can it go without eating? Uh, I don't know if it's that long, <laughs> but a while. Just, like, if you just put a tortoise in a box, a year later, mm-hmm. you just open it, and it's like, hey, what's up? 
Where have you yeah. been? Has it rained yet? Did my hole work that I dug? Is the zombies Dude, are the zombies done? Jeez, Louise. We all good? Or what's going on here? <laughs> Did the babies come out tiny? Like, they do. They, they like come out. Uh, like... It says two inch long, and they immediately, the moment they're hatched, like come out of their shell, crawl in the search of the nearest flower and grass, and just start nomming. <laughs> yes, it's so cute. Yeah, and they come out like ready to fight too. Like they come out oh, and they're just my... like, I can survive. I can, I can like, I can store my water. I can eat my stuff. I can dig a burrow. I'm ready. Wow. Yeah, they come out fighting. Desert tortoises are for the most part solitary, oh, but okay. obviously they come together to breed. Yeah. And sometimes when males come across each other, they'll fight to establish dominance, which okay. makes sense. Yeah. Most animals do that. It is kind of interesting, a little bit funny though, to watch one of these tussles. Because they have these, the males have these, it's called like horns on their chest. These kind of like mm. spikes that come out from the uh, plastron, which is the lower shell. And they use those um, to kind of knock against each other and try to knock each other over. Uh. <laughs> and it says that this uh, sort of duel ends when one tortoise flips the other onto its back. <laughs> I know. And then... Uh, contrary to popular belief, tortoises are actually pretty good at getting back on their front again. That's one call I know we get a lot at the zoo is people yes. on its back and they're freaking out. But, I mean, that's nice of them to call. But a lot of them are able to do so. I mean, what would they do in the wild, right? Yeah. So just they can really die if I, like, laid down weird? No. <laughs> I mean, I do. I wake up some mornings. I'm like, oh, my nag. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was dead. <laughs> pretty much. But they can turn themselves right side up and they all they do is, like, wiggle their body back and forth and it until they flip over <laughs> amazing yep 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 so it's pretty cool i'm just looking at its little face and it's just kind of creepy like a little bit i don't know there's something about it not really having like a nose like it just has like those nares and yes. then, like the weird beak something about its face is like this little old man face or something i don't mm-hmm. know it kind of looks exactly like if you ball your hand up in a fist and you tuck your thumb in the fist that's kind of exactly what it looks like. Whoa, you're right. Yep. Weird. Oh, I just came across a picture, though, <laughs> in my research of a tortoise that's drinking from a stream, and it's really cute. And it's Aww. just kind of like got his whole head in the water. <laughs> it's just like, oh, Here I no. go. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Time to slurp. <laughs> Time to slurp from my bowl. Mm-hmm. They kind of just... The more I just look at them, you know how like sometimes when you say a word over and over, it doesn't sound right. The more I mm-hmm. look at them, the more they just don't look real. Like this looks like a Pokemon. It's because it is a Pokemon, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But I did want to bring up one cool point: is that their anatomy has remained relatively unchanged for like a trillion years. Yeah, I want to say like two million years. Good God! At least two million years. They're from the Pleistocene era. And they kind of are exactly the same as they were back then. Right. Which and like all is the tortoises. Nuts. Yeah, that makes sense because, like, all, I mean, this is going to be tortoise racist of me, but they all look the same. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Some animals, their different species types look totally different. Yeah. We're going to get so much reptile hate mail for me just saying that, but. <laughs> I know. We but are. they're all the same shape, at least. I know. They all have their own personalities, their own little, like, beauty marks and things like that, which is fun. Being in a desert habitat, they also have predators in that habitat, too, that are used to living in the desert environment as well. 
Ravens, Gila monsters, foxes, badgers, roadrunners, coyotes, and fire ants are all natural predators of the desert tortoise. Specifically I speaking, hate fire ants. Yeah, they're horrific. It seems like no animal can escape them. Do they have a purpose? I don't know. Uh, but to specifically speaking, us for these. Sins. Yeah. Oh my god, the plague. Duh. These species prey on specifically the eggs and juveniles because they're going to have a hard time kind of cracking into that adult. But the eggs and juveniles are a lot softer right. and a lot more easily accessible. And, um, yeah, it's not so great. It's pretty rough. They kind of just tear them apart, which is not fun. Ravens are thought to be one of the highest levels of predation to juvenile tortoises in some areas of the Mojave Desert where they're fun. Wow. Reef, uh, most often near urbanized areas, which makes sense, right? The ravens are going to hang out near people because they have food and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and so they're going to look for tortoises there mm-hmm. too. Uh, but before we get into some of the other threats that they face, which are man-made, I want to have you take a guess at the conservation situation. They are fine. Nope. Damn it! Fine. Nope, they're not fine. Uh, unfortunately, they are listed as threatened under the Endangered Species Act. Wow. And under the IUCN Red List, they are listed as vulnerable, which is mm. in the threatened category. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason being that it's because they live in such a small, specific range. Gotcha. And um, we'll get into some of the other reasons, but that's kind of uh, the main one. And th- we find that with a lot of animals, too. If they have a very small niche, they tend to feel the effects of different threats a lot more intensely than other animals that are more widespread. Um, Which I think, like, I think we talked about in the past, the falcon and, you know, like last week's the cuttlefish and stuff. They are pretty broad, so they're generally doing okay. Yeah. But for those animals that are not as widely spread, it can be a lot harder to recover from threats and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, the most significant threat to tortoises is urbanization with humans. Mm. Uh, not only that, but the disease that comes with it, the habitat destruct or uh, deforestation, or in their case, fragmentation, since they don't really have a forest, they're sort of in a desert, um, but also collection for the pet trade and vandalism by humans is Ugh. a really big threat for them. And a lot of uh, invasive plant species in the area can be troublesome as well because they're oh. not able to eat them properly and they can hurt right. them and whatever. And they're competing with, like, the good shit that they want. Yep, exactly. So, once again, humans are the worst, and we are doing a lot to... It's all our ...wipe fault. everything from the planet. Yeah, not so great. It's estimated that since the 1980s, uh, upwards of 90% of the desert tortoise population has declined. Or, it's declined by 90%. So, their entire population has declined by 90% since the 1980s. Yikes. Which is not good. Um, and that was one of the reasons that they were put on the Endangered Species Act. I believe yeah. in 1990 was when it happened, um, oh. for good reason. But because of that, and under the protection of that act, it is unlawful to touch, harm, harass, or collect wild desert tortoises. Nice. Mm-hmm. However, there is a kind of caveat, because as you know, a lot of people have these animals as pets, so it's like, why is that okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so specifically due to the ESA, the Endangered Species Act, it they say that it is legal to own a desert tortoise if it was living in captivity prior to the desert tortoise's protection in 1990. So, um, Whoa, okay. Yeah, so if there was already one that was collected before 1990 and before they were protected, then it's legal to own them, and this includes the progeny of that offspring as well. 
Oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah. So any so babies like they have, you're good to keep them. Yeah. Yeah. However, it is illegal to collect any new ones from the wild. Cool. Yeah. And the idea of being... Be. Yeah, exactly. So the idea being that captive tortoises, while living in captivity, may have come in contact with diseases that could harm wild populations if they're released into the mm-hmm. wild, which is, again, another thing that I think a lot of people don't really think about when they consider conservation of animals of like, you know, why are some living in captivity and some are not, you know, there's just a lot of questions about that sort of thing. And a lot of it comes down to not just behaviorally, like those animals may not be able to adapt to a wild environment, but it can be really, really tricky to release them. And one of the reasons that they don't want to do that is disease. But the other one is also that a lot of times the uh, areas that they're releasing them into aren't necessarily stable. Mm -hmm. So if you just release a bunch of healthy tortoises like I think we saw with the gharial and they don't have a safe place to go they're just going to die immediately and that doesn't do anything anything. just an unfortunate loss of life in addition to all the other threats that we talked about another threat the desert tortoises face has to do with their habitat and specifically with the production of wind and solar farms so if their habitat is being used for those types of things it unfortunately makes it almost impossible for them to live there as well just due to the harsh kind of weather conditions that arise from it and the uh, wipeout of the vegetation in the area, too. Oh, yeah. Yep. So the one of the things that's happening with the ESA is they're working with the regional, uh, state, and federal governments in those areas to work on legislation to make it much more um, – or give them a lot more oversight as far as, like, where wind and solar farms are popping up wow. in order to preserve the biodiversity in the area. I had the hardest time spitting that out. <laughs> oh, my God. There's <laughs> a lot of weird big words in a row. Yeah. So oh. I'll give you a pass. It wasn't <laughs> good. if you do it again, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> you're out. <laughs> Reptiles in general are known, are well known to become infected by a number of diseases. I Yuck. think a lot of us are pretty well aware that a lot of turtles have or are susceptible <gasps> to yeah. carrying salmonella. Salmonella. And so that's one you have to be careful of, but... Uh, they're infected by a huge range of pathogens, which includes viruses, bacteria, fungi, and parasites. The Gopherus agazizi population has specifically been negatively affected by upper respiratory tract issues. Whoa. And something known as cutaneous dyskeratosis, in addition to the herpes Yikes. virus, shell oh, necrosis, urolithiasis, I think that's how you say it, which are just bladder stones, and other parasites. Yuck. The upper respiratory tract disease is one of the main ones that they're concerned about when it comes to releasing tortoises that have lived with humans back into wild populations because they don't want that to be carried over, nor do they want the cutaneous dyskeratosis carried over. And it's hugely responsible for a lot of the population dec- declines across the entire range of the desert tortoise. So uh, scientists are really concerned about that one in particular. Yeah. Uh, it was identified in the early 1970s in those desert tortoises living with humans, and then later it was seen in wild populations too. So there's still a lot of work that needs to be done learning about it, but what they know right now is that it's caused by a specific type of mycoplasm, and uh, it... I'm trying to see. Oh, yeah, so it's very, very infectious, unfortunately. This cool. bacteria is very infectious. And yeah. Even though uh, it can lie dormant, it can still be uh, passed along to other individuals. So it's kind of the worst of all worlds, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so that it one sounds bad. 
yeah, that one's not so great. Kind of the main things that you see if an infection has occurred is that there's a lot of nasal and ocular discharge. There's swelling of the upper and lower eyelids and conjunctivitis, which is like pink, pink eye. eye. Yep. You can also see weight loss, changes in the colors, um, changes in the colors and elasticity of their integument and a lethargic or crazy behavior. <laughs> Uh-oh. One or the other. Are they sleepy or are they manic? <laughs> yeah, one or the okay. other. And then the other big one, cutaneous dyskeratosis, is a disease of their shell. And researchers aren't really know, don't really know where it came from. And they don't really know the full impact it could have on populations, but it's worrying enough that they don't want it to spread. Yeah. Um, this kind of manifests in lesions on the scutes of the shell. And so that's one of the first things that you notice. And those areas will be discolored, dry, rough or flaky. They might be peeling or chipping. And a lot of times they have several layers as well. So they go down kind of several layers into the shell. Typically, these lesions are first seen on the plastron, which is the undershell of the tortoise. Mm -hmm. um, but they can be on the carapace as well. And they can also sometimes be seen on the limbs. But it's typically only found on the shell. God. I'm yeah. just like overwhelmed i feel like everyone's always like oh rodents are so gross and then this like manic pink-eyed <laughs> tortoise walks in the room are you kidding yeah me? yeah it's not good they got a lot of issues <laughs> yeah and unfortunately one of the main uh issues with with this is not just that it's its own disease but the lesions themselves open them up to invading bacteria which can cause the areas that the lesions exist on to become necrotic if they become infected so Disgusting. Great. Not good. And yeah, it's not good overall. They, again, they don't know a lot about how it's transmitted, but a few hypotheses, uh, hypotheses um, reference autoimmune diseases as well as exposure mm -hmm. to toxic chemicals, um, which isn't great. Weird. <laughs> yeah. They've also seen um, a correlation between like uh, nutrient deficiencies as well. So if they a lot of times see it in tortoises that are consuming low-quality invasive plant species instead of their normal mm. high-nutrient native plant diet. And so they're not sure if that's a contributing factor, but it's something that they have seen as well. So, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, they're dealing with a lot of um, diseases, which, again, is one of the main reasons that they want to warn people to be very, very careful that if you are going to own a tortoise, you don't just, like, put it back where you think it should go. Like, all yeah. of that needs to be highly, highly regulated because all of this could wipe out the population. Yeah, in you can't just the flush them down eye. the toilet. Yeah, well, don't ever do that. <laughs> don't ever do that. Why would you ever? <laughs> Desert tortoises are a pretty, pretty popular domestic pet. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have them. And again, they're a pretty common education animal as well. And that's fine. It's kind of interesting because reptiles are kind of their own classification as far as exotic pets go. I think yeah. a lot of people... When they just sort of hear the term exotic pets, they think of like, oh, a tiger or, you know, whatever. But uh, these count as exotic pets. But in my mind, they're quite a bit different than a lot of exotic mammals and birds and things like that. Just because they have the ability to be cared for in a smaller, more like right. one-on-one -on -one setting. Like you yeah. don't necessarily need to be trained in how to care for a desert tortoise like yes of course you should like do the best you can and do all your research and stuff and learn from someone who knows what they're doing but you don't have to like have a degree 
or, you know, take like tons of yeah. husbandry courses to know how to care for them. I mean, they have like a specific set of needs for sure. And I mm-hmm. still think there's people out there who don't give them their needs. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's just something about it that's just more manageable. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Like, and they're, I feel like, like you said, they can go a year without water. They're very forgiving. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. They're a forgiving, hearty animal. <laughs> they, yeah. They're pretty hearty and they, they're pretty rubbery in that they like bounce back pretty well. <laughs> um yeah so you got a lot of room for air not that you should but you do i think i saw a picture like on tumblr or something there was like a balloon and it was just like bouncing around and then this thing came around the couch and it was a tortoise and they had like tied a balloon (gasps) so they could see where he was like in the house oh my god the cutest thing i've ever seen it was really cute uh it is important however if you are going to have them as a pet to obviously do your research we have warned about this i think with boa we in the boa episode Mm. we talked about it but anytime you consider getting any sort of pet, domestic or otherwise, you should always do as much research as you can. And yes. particularly if you're going to get a pet that's more on the exotic side of things, within yeah. reason, you know, that's fine. But and I, I think, don't know. There are know. a lot of exotics that shouldn't be pets. But the desert tortoise is a good alternative if you're looking to have an exotic. But right. you're wanting to do the best possible scenario I think, like, like i would one of the recommend things a it. lot of people don't like consider is the financial like thing so yep. taking your exotic pet to the vet costs way more than taking your cat to the vet yep and that's when i think we see a lot of like abandoned exotic pets is when they become unmanageable because they can't afford them anymore yeah exactly and not all and, like this animal's gonna that. live 80 motherfucking years you better write him in your will yep yep i think that's the thing too is they get derek the desert tortoise is gonna <laughs> outlive your ass Derek's like, I'm going to watch you die. <laughs> I'll be there on your deathbed. I'll be your, I'll dig a fucking water trough on your grave. Yep. And I'll slip yeah. up that sweet sauce in the sky. <laughs> that sweet sky sauce. <laughs> Gross. Uh, yeah, that's something to consider as well. Uh, it's a, it's really expensive. It's a huge commitment. It's a lifetime commitment. It's like two lifetime commitments, especially that's if you insane. get them like later in life, you know? Yeah. I think the same thing goes for a lot of exotic birds too. People don't think about oh, that, but yeah, they live a God. really long time. So Please, 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 please do your research before you obtain any sort of pet like that. Like, make sure that you're able to properly care for it. Make sure you're in it for the long haul. Make sure you can financially afford to. And make sure that you know what you're doing. Like, if you're going to yeah. if you're gonna adopt an animal that has the sorts of needs that an exotic animal like these do, you should do it responsibly, just like with yeah. all pets. It's not an overnight decision. Not at all. But there are a number of legal things with desert tortoises that you should consider as well. Before you obtain one as a pet... It's always best to um, check in on the different types of laws and regulations that are in the area that you live in, as well as the state that you live in. Mm. Uh, It's actually not allowed, according to the Endangered Species Act, to move desert tortoises across state borders or to pull them from the the wild. So um, keep that in mind. Uh, Interestingly enough, I don't know how this is the case, you can actually, you are allowed to give a desert tortoise as a gift from one private owner to another. Ah. Uh, yeah, which is sort of its, like, weird little clause. Um, but... That's probably how they get it across state lines, I guess? Yeah, I guess so. Um, but just, I don't know, just be very careful about that. And especially, too, I don't know if these guys do, but with the case of some exotic pets, especially depending on state um, regulations, sometimes you need a special license to house mm-hmm. them as well. So look mm-hmm. into that, too. You want to make sure you're, everything is above board. And a constant supply of fruits and veggies, fresh fruits and veggies. Oh, I never seriously. never go to the grocery store 
<laughs> Maybe I should get a tortoise because by the time I like think about eating my fruit and veggies, they are goo in the bottom of my like, oh yeah crisper in my fridge. Yeah. So maybe if I had a tortoise, I would just be like, oh, you can eat all these bell peppers and apples because I try to pretend like I eat good things and I don't. Yeah, that's true. It would force you into health. <laughs> uh, if, you are gonna, if you are going to have a desert tortoise as a pet as well, it's important to give them a proper habitat. So that means that they need to be in uh, a mostly – anything that you can do to make it as desert as possible. If you have a large outdoor area for them to live in that's safe and protected – cool, make it into a desert area or desert tortoise area, but just be mindful that you may potentially have other wildlife that come in contact with them as well. So Mm -hmm. like all of this needs to be considered if you're going to do this as a pet, but they need to have a large area of dry soil and they also need to have uh, regular access to vegetation and water. In addition to that, because they do burrow, you want to appeal to those natural um, species behaviors. So you need to be able to give them some sort of underground den area and um, just, again, make sure that you stay up to date on their health care and offer and them a, a balanced UV diet. UV light. UV light. UVB. Yeah, you got to look out for all of their needs. you got to give them sunlight. You can't just put them under a lamp. They'll nope. die. Yep. There's a lot of stuff to look at. If I uh, locked you in a basement for forever, you would not like it. No. I don't think the tortoise would either. No, they'd hate it. They U- wouldn't v- like that. UVB. U- they need v- that. V- they need to get their tan on. Ugh. Always. <laughs> And then, my last little fun fact before we get into them in the media is that they're the state reptile of California and Nevada. Wow, two states? Mm-hmm. They're popular boys. Just the desert tortoise or just, like, tortoises? The desert tortoise. How can two states have the same state animal? I don't know, man. I think you gotta take it up with them. They need to fight it out. But that's where, they're, that's where they live. I don't know how many, like, <laughs> I don't know how many. They couldn't super. think of any other animal? I don't know. California wouldn't do, like, the California motherfucking condor? Well, no, no, it's a state reptile. Oh, 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 I missed that. (laughs) I thought it was, like, okay, that makes way more sense. For some reason, I thought it was just, like, the state animal. Oh, no. like, are you joking? You both picked the same thing. That's embarrassing. (laughs) Are you joking? (laughs) Okay, that makes way more sense. Yeah. We're going to get into my favorite portion of the show. Go ahead. I didn't know that states had reptiles. Like, I didn't. Oh, I like didn't either. Official state reptile. I mean, I knew that they had state animals and state birds, but I didn't know they had state right. reptiles. And maybe California and Nevada are the only ones that do because <laughs> the desert tortoise is like so huge there. Like we fucking love this thing. Let's like make up this state reptile. <laughs> They're the only ones that do, but they also have the same one. <laughs> like, oh, what's the state fish? What's the state like favorite flower? What the fuck? I mean, there is a state flower and stuff. Shut up. Who <laughs> okay. who decides? The state. Which part? I don't know. I think it's in like old timey bitch in each state, which is like, I know. Oh, I, love I don't the ever Fox see that Club. on my fucking ballot. <laughs> can we change? Can we vote to change it? Because I think times are changing, and I don't know. I gotta look. I don't even know what the state reptile is. I'm gonna look it up. State reptile of the state I'm living in. Well, you can't say it because you'll just give it away. I just want to see if it exists. Does it? I'll just say whether or not it has one. Okay. It fucking do. It do! Nice. I want you to text it to me and then I'll just know. (laughs) Then I'll just know. For my own reasons. All right, Flora. I want to get into my favorite part of the show. The end. It's... What? (laughs) Yeah. Bye. (laughs) It's... uh, No, it's the desert tortoise in media. 
Let's let's talk about these guys in something we all understand, which is television, music, books, movies. Yes. Dreams. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The first mm-hmm. thing I want to say is uh, when I was doing this research and I, um, of course, clicked on my favorite resource of all time, Wikipedia, there is a photo. And by photo, I mean it looks like a drawing. <laughs> it's not actually a photograph of a bunch of animals from an edition of Aesop's Fables. And it's specifically Whoa. from the tortoise and the hare. But oh. I'm pretty sure that's a marabou stork behind them. Shut up. Give yeah. me, what am I looking up? You're looking up a uh, list of fictional turtles on Wikipedia. List of fictional turtles. <laughs> My favorite page. It, I visit Wikipedia it always does me right. I love them. Their illustrations are on point. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's got to be some kind of stork. He doesn't really have a gular set. Well, he's wearing I a think scarf. Yeah, okay. I think it's covered. That guy on the right. Mm-hmm. They have to be. They have to be. You th- they both got fingers, though, which is yeah, I don't thing. like it. I don't yeah. like that part. No, I, they I have to be. I get a strong Mark Ryden vibe from it. Are you joking? Yes. Like pre, pre-Mark Ryden's Renaissance Why era. Why are they there? Why do they have hands? Great question. But it brings me to my first reference, the tortoise and the hare. Everyone knows that classic story, Everybody right? Everybody knows that, yeah. If you're, if you're quick and manic, you're going to die early. I don't know. Is that the thing? You're not going to uh, win. But if you're slow and boring, yeah. then you will win everything in life. Then you've won it. Yep. I feel like you and I are a mix of uh, manic and boring. <laughs> 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 we're, we're the hortus. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. The hortus. Uh, but generally speaking, just tortoises and turtles are pretty popular in media. I think everyone knows what they look like. Yes. Everyone can probably think of a fictional version of them. There's a ton of them in literature and everything. Uh, yeah, the fact that, like, the earth is on the back of a turtle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we confirmed that in a previous episode. Yeah, there's a ton of them. Like, I just think of anything, and there's probably a turtle or a tortoise in there. Franklin. He's a Tur- he's a turtle, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's a turtle. Well, he doesn't um, but yeah. swim, does he? I mean... Uh, not that I'm aware of. He's kind of a say... nerd, though, so he probably wouldn't anyways. <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> nerd. I type in Franklin, and it's like, Benjamin Franklin? No, what the hell? No, the Fucking... other Franklin. Okay. <laughs> the more important one. Uh, my first thought when I was thinking of this was Yertle the Turtle from Dr. Seuss. Nice. Yeah. I really liked him. Didn't he do something weird, though? Yeah, he, uh, didn't he, like, pile turtles onto each other or something? Yeah, he makes all his turtles to sack themselves beneath him so he can expand his kingdom to sea farther. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, 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 but yes, But the one at the ba- on the bottom, Mac, is in agony because he's <laughs> suffering <laughs> greatly for the, yeah, from the weight. Yeah, because their shells are so sensitive. And then Ural says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Add more turtle. And Mac says, Add another turtle. more. And then again, Ural yells at Mac. And then Yertle notices the moon rising, but Mac burps, and all of them fall, and then he becomes king of the mud. What a title. Because he fell. What the fuck? So Mac, I guess, is okay, I think. Yeah, I think Mac's good. I think think it's supposed to be like a cautionary tale. Like, Yertle's the one who came out looking like a chump. Right. Uh, I want to talk about probably the (gasps) most... The famous. Teenage Mutant Ninja yes. Turtles. Oh my god, I, that just like popped in my head. I was like, what turtle? TMNT, dude. What was teenage your favorite? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
What was your favorite one? I literally never have seen any movies or TV shows. <laughs> okay. Uh, question still stands. What's your favorite one? I don't I don't even know all their names. I know like really? Leonardo, okay. Michelangelo. Yep. And Walter Skinner or whatever is the rat. <laughs> Walter Skinner? <laughs> From the X-Files. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh my god. Skid Walter Row? Skinner. Yes, yeah, Skid Row the rat from TMNT. Skidmark. I feel like it's an SK, is it not? Skizzard. Skizzard? <laughs> yeah, Leonard Leonard Skinner the rat <laughs> from TMNT. Keep going. This is fun. Shredder. Master Shredder. Master is Shredder. Is that it? No, dude, it's Splinter. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> okay, but Master Shredder is in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He is the master of ninjutsu. I googled it just now. Yeah, but he's the bad guy. I don't fucking care. I thought of somebody <laughs> from the show. <laughs> you did. You did. No, the other two are Donatello and Raphael. Whatever. Oh, yeah, Splinter, you're right. <laughs> of course I'm right. <laughs> you doubt me? <laughs> yeah, I literally don't. What's your favorite turtle? Because I don't. Um, I really like Donatello because he's just like an idiot. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> like that answer your question. <laughs> I like what the big color? stupid one. What color is he? I think he's purple. I don't know. I didn't pay that close attention. They're all identical. They just all have different colors. Like they, Although, good, good yeah. character art. This identical I do. Thing. <laughs> well, they have different weapons, too. Mm. And, like, Donatello is stupid, so. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I did want to bring up the... Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the VHS movie that was made in, like, I don't know, the late 80s or 90s or something. It's okay. some I forget the name, but it's, like, Pizza Party or something. I don't know, man. It's crazy. But it's all, like, live action, and Ooh. it's horrifying. It's bad? It's really bad. But, um, yeah, it's one of my favorite things. Oh, dude, Filbert from Rocco's oh. Modern World. Yeah, no, Rocco's Modern Life, dude. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Jeez. an idiot. It's okay. I love Filbert. I was distracted so because I was looking at the giant turtle that is from Godzilla, Gamera, whatever. Oh, yeah, they're everywhere. That's what I'm saying. That's is they're lot. everywhere? Yeah, the more I look, I'm like, oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that guy. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, and I I saw that he um. There was also in the Lion Guard that show the Lion Guard. There's an African spurred tortoise. His name was Kongwe because the Lion Guard is great. Kongwe. Yeah. And then, did you ever see the movie The Swan Princess? No. Okay. Well, there was a, a turtle in that, <laughs> and he like helped her out and everything. Okay. But yeah, I mean, seriously, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're literally everywhere. They're everywhere. Hmm. I love them. And then uh, there's actually, I'm surprised you didn't bring this one up, Flora. Um, there's a pretty famous one in video games. There's a famous turtle? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say it's King K. Rool. <laughs> nah, dude. I know, I'm just fucking with you. He's a fucking okay. alligator. <laughs> <laughs> do, you have any, do you have any, I'll give you another guess. Um, maybe like... Koopa Troopa and Bowser and Baby Bowser. Bowser, and Bowser dude. Jr. Bowser. Okay, but Koopa Troopa. Koopa fucking Troopa. 
What's wrong with Koopa Troopa? Why can't I also say him? He's a fucking turtle. He's got a turtle shell. Well, I didn't say that that wasn't the case. I was just saying, like, the answer I was looking for was Bowser. Well, that's a bad answer because... Because I, because I said it second. Oh, okay. <laughs> but all the Koopas, they're all fam, me familia. I think. They're all related. They're, they're all fam. Because you're not fam anymore. Because your moves are weak. <laughs> my favorite thing uh, uh yeah Callie. those are some torts you're right yeah they're everywhere they're everywhere guys they're everywhere mario knows the secret to life stay away from bowser <laughs> <laughs> yeah mr steal your girl steer clear of that chump that jabroni he plays a mad tennis game though yeah he's really good he's also really buff like no wonder all the ladies like him super buff mm-hmm. but he's kind of um like i don't know emo like he's got those like little bracelets that we wore from hot topic when we were like 10 yeah with mm-hmm. like little spikes on them yeah yeah i think he um he started that trend right i think that's the evolution of it yeah that's why i went to hop ticket hop topic <laughs> can't talk hop topic topic. i got distracted because this is legalized gay bowser and then i couldn't speak because i was reading that sentence (laughs) and i understand i broke down i want to say that bowser jr is my least favorite oh yeah it's like a scrappy do situation right yeah he just has that ugly bib that he wears Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> this says he has no mother, which is accurate. <laughs> That's all the more reason to hate him. <laughs> Were you going to talk about Pokemon? Squirtle. Yeah, Squirtle's so good. I love Squirtle. I have a little mini Squirtle I'm looking at right now. He hangs out on my TV. Squirtle and then... Okay, but what was the cool Squirtle? Squirrel Squad? Yeah, it was so the, like, yeah, that was the, all of them that wore the sunglasses. Yes, those were like the coolest fucking sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I don't know if the creators intentionally did this, but I feel like Bulbasaur has like a strong like turtle vibe. Oh, it's because he's got a round head. Well, and he's got the thing on his back. True, 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 true. Yeah, that was more of that than the head, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, squirrels where it's at. I mean, he's like a plant because he's a plant type grass poison. Yeah, but he's also like a squirrel and a turtle, which is its own thing. But yeah, Blastoise, I mean, Squirt, those are those are turts with guns. Yeah, that guy, yeah, it's just part of his shell, part of his carapace. He's like blasting off. Why can't I think of like what else Squirtle is? What is Squirtle? He's a Blastoise and he's a what? Uh, great question. What is the other one? Oh, Wartortle. Oh, yes. Oh, that was actually my favorite part of the Pokemon theme song in the beginning because there's this one part, you know, they're like singing all about him and then they're like, Wartortle. <laughs> Wartortle. <laughs> you know? It was always just like so unnecessarily intense. And I was like, He's yeah, literally just like it. a mad squirtle with like, he taped like ears on. That's the only difference. Because that's, that's what they all are. That's the final evolution of all of them. It's just something else to tape to them. Just like a big mean one. Did you see the new Pokemon? They came out with a new Pokemon and it's a little like washer. <gasps> like like you know how you, or not a washer but like a little bolt. What? Really? And he, Yeah, it's like a little bolt like stuck in gum. Oh, weird. 
Okay. Please, yeah, I'm serious. Google him and you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Just type in like new Pokemon and it'll be all over. Oh, yeah, he's bowl. weird. Stuck in gum. <laughs> Ew. Mm-hmm. His name is Meltan. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> they just don't make him like they used to. No. <laughs> Original that ain't no, 151. That ain't no Mewtwo, man. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh, God. We should wrap this up. All yes. Right. TLDL on the desert tortoise. They are a reptile. There are two different species. They're a type, uh, or they're in the genus of gopherus. So they're part of the gopher tortoise classification. These guys are found in southwestern United States and northwestern Mexico, specifically in areas of the Mojave Desert. So they're well adapted to desert life. Specifically, they can dig burrows to get underground and regulate their temperature that way, but they can also control how much water that they use. So they intake the water. And then they can choose when they want to, like, actually process it when they get dehydrated. And actually, they can go upwards of uh, about a year before they need to drink again, which is pretty neat. These guys are herbivores. They eat a variety of vegetation in the area. And it's really cute. They eat flowers and stuff, which is adorable. But also, uh, they'll go ham on some grass and shrubs and stuff. Tortoises are always really cute to watch eat food because they have their, like, big, strong beaks, which are very very strong and snappy and they'll mess you up (laughs) but also they'll go buck wild on a strawberry so super cute they live a really long time they live upwards of 50 to 80 years and they lay eggs they can have anywhere between 1 to 14 eggs and they bury them in the ground and when they hatch little like two inch long turtles come out and they're or tortoises come out and they're like ready to fight they can like burrow and they can eat and they can fight and they're just ready for everything they can do all the things Yes. Some general tortoise facts is that uh, tortoises have specific names for the top and bottom shell of their body. The bottom is called the plastron, the top is called the carapace, and they are in fact part of their body and they're extremely sensitive to touch. So some tortoises can actually get some like good sensations going with like some soft touches and things like that. Um, And they can like rub up against things and control that. But Unfortunately speaking, a lot of people don't understand that, and so there's been a lot of cruelty to tortoises in that regard because Mm. they think that the shell is completely detached from them and they can kind of do whatever they want. So doing things like sitting on a tortoise or knocking on a tortoise or tapping on it or drilling holes in it or anything is really, really bad, so please don't ever do that. They can feel everything. They're very, very strong muscles, which cause them to be able to shoot their body into their their shell and protect themselves from predators, but they also have a number of predators in the area that specifically target their young. The biggest threats that tortoises are facing have to do with humans once again, and just because we're the worst. So because of that, (laughs) they are considered threatened under the Endangered Species Act since 1990, and they're also considered vulnerable according to the IUCN Red List. So we've got a lot of work to do in helping these guys out, and a lot of that comes down to making sure that they have a safe habitat to go back in. There is a lot of uh, regulation on having tortoises as pets, but you can, in fact, have a desert tortoise as pet. um, You just have to do a lot of research on it. And it's really important to understand that any tortoises that have lived with humans cannot go back into a wild habitat due to the risk of spreading disease to their wild counterparts, which are already in a not-so-stable place. I think that's it. We talked about some famous turtles and tortoises in media. And we had a good time. That was about it. Sick. Thank, thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. We hope you learned some cool stuff about our friend the desert tortoise and had a good time chilling. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and check out our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. We post cool facts, links, pictures, whatever. 
and we invite you to follow along with all the stuff in the community there. If you guys are interested in becoming a part of our Patreon community, we would love that, but also you have a number of benefits as well. You guys get to vote on the types of animals that we present each week, plus you're getting monthly bonus content too. In fact, just the other day we released our first episode, which was Dodo, and everyone, uh, and by everyone I mean Flora and I, had a really good time making it. But we appreciate all of our patrons for voting on it, and we look forward to creating more patron-only content for you soon. Uh, Is there anything else you want to add, Flora? That be it, bro. Okay. Uh, Continue to please rate us and review us on iTunes if you enjoyed it, and spread the word to your family and friends. We greatly appreciate it. That's the end of this episode. Next week, Flora will be presenting her animal of choice that our patrons vote on. And can't wait to see what it is. Yeah. As always, no if you idea. like this, <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> it's scary. It's really scary. Staring in the unknown. <laughs> if you guys like this, great. If you didn't, great. Bye. Smell you later.